Right to be Right podcast, episode number 66. Interview with Stephen Atkinson. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone. It's me again, Annie Alexander, and I would like to welcome you to the Right to be Read podcast. Before we start, I would like to remind you that the podcast is sponsored by the Author Marketing Institute. AMI wanted me to let you know that their next event for authors is coming up at the end of January. It's called Author Marketing Live, and it's a virtual conference. That means that you can attend from your home or office and see all the presentations via your computer or tablet. Grab a seat today to learn from bestsellers like Steve Scott, Jalcom, Louis Hose, and Peter Shankman and more. You can grab a ticket to the event for only $99 if you use the coupon code ANI during the checkout. ANI spelled A-N-I. That is $49 off the regular price. So just visit www.authormarketinglive.com to register and using the coupon code ANI save $49. Okay, now let's start the show. Today, uh, my guest is Stephen Atchison. Stephen Atchison is a personal development writer and product creator, and he has been writing personal development products for his blog at www.stephenatchison.co.uk slash blog for the last eight years. He also has several personal development products helping thousands of people around the world. And more recently, due to the overwhelming success of his Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash change your thoughts today, he was almost forced to produce a Facebook course showing others how to utilize the power of Facebook for marketing, promotion and engaging more with readers and fans at www.yourfcchallenge.com. So today, uh, it's very logical that with Stephen, we will be covering mainly the topic of the Facebook and we will try to understand how authors can use Facebook to grow their audiences and make money. Hello, Stephen, and welcome to the Right to be Right podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming over. Oh, thanks very much for having me on, Annie. It's a, it's a pleasure being on your show. Well, actually, I have to admit that uh, I had some requests from my listeners asking to have you on board. And um, since uh, I, because I didn't think that, uh, you know, I could link you with my audience somehow, because um, for those who don't know, uh, I've been a self-development blogger myself and I know you yes. from there. And that's how I imagine. <laughs> You know, I mean, you have the image of a self-development successful blogger for me, and I didn't really uh, think that you know I could have you in uh, in this podcast. But then I realized that first of all, my audience needs you, and second, I uh, I kind of I found an angle um, which um, I could use to to link your expertise with my listeners. But before we start, I just would like to to go into what you are doing right now and um, 
uh, how easy it was to become successful in the self-development niche because I know that it's highly competitive. Yeah, well, at the moment, I'm um, kind of writing and producing personal development products. So it's like guided meditation products by MP3 and CD and doing affirmation products again by MP3 and CD and writing two or three blogs at the moment um, as well as my own one, which I've been running since, God knows, well, this, this is how we first met years ago. Um, since 2006, that was a Change of Thoughts blog. And now I'm doing the Positive Affirmations blog and a couple of Guided Mind blogs. And So there's lots of stuff going on with regards to writing. And it's mainly kind of blog work um, I'm doing just now. But the personal development side, yeah, I'm still doing a lot of products uh, in the personal development niche. And also the Facebook page, which has really taken off in the last year. Um, I've done a lot um, with that and really tried to focus on Facebook and really, really try and dig down deep and see what works. And it's paying off. Um, just now it's really paying off big time. And it's a personal development kind of page as well. And it's grown from about 30,000 likes last December to 670,000 likes just now. And wow. so it's helping <laughs> my market. And I think that would be really good for your readers Annie, um, because there's some good pages out there, successful writers that are doing kind of the same as what I'm teaching, because I've now got a course on Facebook as well, um, teaching others how to how to use Facebook um, to market without spending a lot of money as well. So I think that would be good for your, uh, for your listeners. Exactly, absolutely. So I was just thinking that um, many people, when we speak about social media, they say that since we have so many options and so many different social media channels, uh, it, everyone should pick the ones he's more comfortable with and concentrate on those because you know many of us are busy and we don't really have time to kind of figure out the tips and tricks and how things work for every single media channel so um, that is why since you, your expertise you have a very good expertise in Facebook uh, we will pick that as, as a main channel for authors and see what authors can do with Facebook so let's say um, let's just kind of, you know, uh, try to understand who we are talking about. Let's say we're talking about a newbie writer who is in the process of writing his first book, which will be finished soon. And uh, he's he's also trying to come up with a personal brand uh, around his, uh, his name. So where should he start? What should he do? So he logs into Facebook, creates an account. And what should be done next? Well, once obviously you've got your, your main profile account, which you, you don't use, I wouldn't actually use that for kind of promoting your book and things. And that's to kind of friends and family, which you can do. You can still promote it to them. But set up a page specific for the book that you're going to be writing. Mm-hmm. So um, if, you've got, if you've got a series of books, set up a page um, for you just for that series of books that you've got and do that as soon as you have the idea for the book. The marketing for your book should start before you even start writing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as a quick example, Annie, I mean, I started writing a book. Well, I've not finished it yet because <laughs> the business stuff got in the way, but I started writing a book. And as soon as I had the idea, I got a, a website up, um, a squeeze page, which you get um, email subscribers to, mm-hmm. to sign up for, told them a bit about the book and just say, listen, I'm writing this book. And, um, 
click um, just give me your email address if you want more information. So the marketing for your book starts before you even start writing the book, I believe. So just start as soon as possible. And that's what you do with Facebook as well. So as soon as you've started writing, get a Facebook page up. And if you've got a cover for your book, get that up on your front cover and set yourself up as an author. Mm-hmm. So use your page to set yourself up as an author, to brand yourself as an author. So whenever people search your name, when your book comes out, they'll find your Facebook page at the top of Google listings. Mm-hmm. So And your Facebook page is going to be one of the main pages Apart from if you have a website or a blog, that's going to be one of your main pages where you can disseminate information out quickly to your fans and your readers. And what do you advise? What should the page's name be? It will. It should be the title of the book or the author's name, which is better. Um, I would actually have the title of the book, um, but you can still put your author's name mm-hmm. um, in. Actually, you don't have it in the title. It's not in the actual URL. So, for example, it might be facebook.com and then the name of your book, but you can still have on the front page the name of yourself as the author, which I've done. I've set up my Facebook page as. So my Facebook page is Change Your Thoughts Today, but the actual Facebook page name is Stephen Aitchison. Uh-huh. So I'm branding myself that way. So there's two ways you can do it, but I would set it up as the name of the book. Okay, and does this mean that if if I go and write my second or third book, every time I should set up a separate Facebook page for each single book? It it really depends on what you're doing. If you're writing a series of books that are all linked, then have just one page for that series. If you've got separate niches Mm -hmm. that you're writing in, if you've got a different genre that you're writing in, like somebody might write in the romance section, then it could be supernatural, then supernatural romance. Um, so I would set up different pages mm-hmm. for that. Otherwise, if you plan on writing a lot of books, then set up your Facebook page as you as the writer. Okay, I so see. You, you as the author. So if you plan on writing a lot of books, but if you're only planning on doing one series or one book, then set up your Facebook page as the name of the book. Okay, I see. And then uh, I know many authors, and you know myself included, who who set up the page, and then you know nothing much is happening in terms of likes and in terms of engagement. And you know, uh, maybe I mean not maybe, but I'm, I'm certain it's our fault. But then you know, why does this happen, and what to do in order to start moving things up? Because when you don't see results, you you just get discouraged and decide not. Not to do anything about that. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you're saying at the beginning, Annie, as well. What a lot of people do, what a lot of authors do as well, is they, they go on all the social media sites. Like they've got Google Plus, they've got Twitter, and might use Pinterest, and they might do a bit of Facebook. And because they're doing so much, but they're doing so little on each platform, they kind of give up thinking this is not working. Whereas if you master, say, the likes of Facebook first, master that before moving on to another platform. So if you're doing Facebook, there's lots of things you can do as an author. And I think Facebook is really, really good for authors as well and writers because you can use quotes from your book to entice um, more engagement from your readers and from your fans. So the method I'm teaching just now, and it's a really, really simple method, is simply pick an image, a a fantastic image, Mm -hmm and put a quote on it. Now, it could be a quote from your book, 
or it could be a quote from yourself just say if you a lot of people write quotes and you can make up your own quotes mm-hmm. either from book or from yourself for just what your thoughts are put it on an image and start posting on your Facebook page if you start doing that every single day and I know it sounds like it's going to be a lot of work but it's not really once you get into it if you do that every single every single day three or four times a day and link also link back to some of your blog posts if you've got a website or a blog mm-hmm. start linking back to your blog posts and you'll find your engagement rate goes up quite quickly within the space of four weeks if you really focus on Facebook. So it can work big time for you if you focus on it. But don't disseminate all your kind of attention across lots of different platforms. Master one platform first, then move on to the next platform. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, one can save time by maybe uh, creating these image quotes in bulk and then putting them out. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. You can you can schedule them for two weeks in advance, but you can schedule them up to six months in advance. Okay, yeah, well, that, that makes things easier. <laughs> yeah. And what about um, getting the likes? I mean, how, how does this work? Because, okay, you can invite your friends and, you know, the people you know, etc., etc., and then at some point it, it you know, it's uh, already used and, you know, you kind of use up all the potential you had at that point. So how do you yeah. acquire the new ones? Well, there's a few ways you can do this, depending if you have an email list. At the bottom of every email that you send out, have you a link to your Facebook page, mm-hmm. your Facebook page. So that's one way of getting it. But obviously you need an email list for that. And that was, just on a side note, that would be one of the other things I would use Facebook for, is trying to get as many email subscribers as you can because you're taking the power away from Facebook and you're putting the power back in your own hands. So if you've not started building an email list, I would suggest to your listeners to start doing that as quickly as possible. Now, that might be a separate um, kind of podcast that this is on, but you, you really need to start building up your email list, and Facebook is great for that. But to get more likes to the page, you can obviously advertise, and you don't need to advertise and spend hundreds of dollars. You can do a couple of dollars per day just to get more likes and target readers of your niche. So if you're writing a supernatural thriller, then tar- you can Facebook has got a great, great, fantastic way of targeting just people who read supernatural thrillers. Mm-hmm. So you can just target them $2 per day and you might get 20 likes per day. And the momentum builds is like a tiny little snowball. You keep rolling it down the hill and it builds and it builds and it builds as long as you're putting effort in and kind of updating your page every day, three or four times a day and making it really interesting for the readers as well. Mm-hmm. And how, how are you targeting the ads? Are there those uh, through the interests? or? Yeah, you can, you can do it through interests or if you find another um, author on Facebook who's doing really well and they're in your niche as well, uh-huh. if you've got another author in the supernatural thriller niche, you would target their page. So if they've got, say, 200,000 likes, then you would target the readers of their page because you know that is your audience mm-hmm. because she, that person's also writing in the supernatural kind of thriller niche so you can target their audience so you can target specific pages that are doing really well just now so that's one way to do it also like you say interests books supernatural thrillers there's lots of ways to do it um, and you've got your audience insights as well you can check out audience insights on facebook 
and find um, your audience from that as well and build up an audience from that. Or, that, now this might be going a, a bit more advanced, is if you've got a website dedicated to your kind of niche that you're writing about, mm-hmm. you can collect um, the, the information from the people that go to your website and start marketing from every single pe- or start marketing to every single person that's visited your website through Facebook ads. Oh. Now, it's a bit, it's a bit complicated. Well, it's not complicated. It's, it's complicated if you don't really know how to do it, but it's really rather easy once you get into it. So I, I've got a page set up just now with my blog. Every single person that visits my blog, um, I've, I, I've got their details um, to target to them on Facebook. Uh-huh. So, so you get what's called a pixel. You put in your blog, which is just like a, a tiny little picture, and you put it on your, in your, inside your blog. And everybody that's on Facebook that visits your website, you can target them. It builds up a database for you to target them and market to them. So if they've liked your website and it's in your niche, then you can target your book to them as well and they know your name so they're familiar with your face and things like that. So it's really easy targeting and it's cheaper. It actually works out less expensive as well if you target to people that have visited your site already. Wow, that's really neat. And uh, since you mentioned um, the costs, um, uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, until you reach the point when you have built the momentum and things go viral and things start to grow, uh, uh, how much money does one have to invest to get to that point? It depends on what your goals are, to be honest, Danny. Obviously, everybody's going to be different. But I would spend $2 per day to start with. And $2 per day is $60 per month. Now, I know that might sound a lot to some people, but in this business, you're going to have to invest money. This is a business for you. If you're going to be a writer, you're a business, and no business can survive without investment. So you really have to look at that. It's just like writers as well are very opposed to marketing. Marketing is, is a kind of dirty word to writers, but if you do it properly and you do it with integrity, marketing is a really good thing for you and you're going to have to learn marketing as well. So you're going to have to invest a little and I would say $2 per day is enough to start building, getting that snowball rolling down the hill. And once you get that, you can either stop spending or you can spend a little more or you can stop advertising altogether and just wait on the page building more momentum as you get well known. Mm-hmm, I see. And um, if you invest these two dollars per day, as you suggest, um, with this pace, uh, how long will it take, let's say, to get, I don't know, um, 10,000 likes for the page, let's say? Well, again, it depends. If you're, doing, uh, if you're using the method whereby you're posting an image quote, the great thing about this is if you're posting an image quote, you might get one like, on each image quote and you might get one share per image quote and that kind of discourages people and they, they, they kind of give up after a couple of weeks but if you keep on going what happens is one of the image quotes you'll hit right out of the park and it'll get shared maybe a thousand times or two thousand times and that really builds momentum so if you're doing 28 image quotes per week and if one of them just kind of goes a little bit viral your page starts to build momentum. So it really depends on the quality of your postings. 
You, mm-hmm. You've got to really give the readers what they want, first of all. And readers want quick and easy to digest kind of posts because everybody's really busy. So they want something that's quick and easy to digest, but they want something that's going to educate them, entertain them, or enlighten them in some way. So if you can give the readers that using your kind of book or something that you've written, an image quote, if you can give them that quickly, your page will build momentum more quickly. So the thing to do is study successful pages, see what they're doing, and then not copy it, not plagiarise or anything, but just look at the strategy and use so that that definitely builds momentum. If you can get a, a post that goes viral, one in every hundred even, you start to see a pace coming along and it'll start to your page will start to build up and build momentum and things will start to happen quite quickly after that. So it's kind of impossible to say to reach ten thousand likes is going to be three months. Um, but it could be one month for somebody, it could be six months for somebody else, depending how much effort you want to put in as well. Okay, I see. And um, is there, uh, I mean, is there any way to use the insights of of the page to understand what kind of content should work best? I mean, what what's better to to try several types of content and see which works best, or to stick to one and just you know uh, be consistent with that one? Well, it depends what you see is working. If you go into your audience insights. I mean, everybody's got that on the Facebook page if they've got a Facebook page set up. So you click on the insights, you first find out who your audience is just now. So if you've got a thousand likes on your page just now, um, or yeah, if you've got a thousand likes on your page just now, you find out who's liking your page. So for example, on my page, predominantly this is 75% women and they're aged between 25 and 54. So I've got what's called a Facebook avatar. So every time I write a post or write a quote or put an image up, I always have an image of this person in mind. And it's a woman. She's actually 35 years old. She's got two children. She earns at about $50,000 to $100,000 a year. So I've got an avatar of the person I am writing to. So I know, <laughs> I know that might sound a little bit silly, but if you get that in your head just now, because you're writing to a specific audience, Now, I know there's going to be outliers there, but if you've got a page just now and you know your audience is mostly women, they're mostly between 25 and 35, say, then have somebody like that in mind when you're writing and producing the image quotes for your page as well. Yeah, well, no, it doesn't sound stupid at all because that's exactly what I did with my podcast avatar. And I think that was um, one of the reasons it did so well was because uh, the content and the way it was presented was customized to the avatar. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, interesting. Uh, okay, so um, how do you, I mean, the, the engagement, is it all about likes, comments and shares? Or, I mean, uh, do, do you end up realizing that you kind of start creating relationship with those people? Exactly. That's, and this is what it's about as well. With, uh, what a lot of writers do uh, as well, Annie, is that they do something called push marketing. So what they're doing on the Facebook page is they're saying, look at me, I'm at a book signing, look at my next book is coming out next week. And it's all mm-hmm. about me, 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 and it shouldn't be about that. A reader comes to your page, A, because they might like your book, but if you're using push marketing, i.e. you're pushing your book all the time, 
then readers are quickly going to get turned off. So if you use engagement marketing, whereby you're giving something the readers want, i.e. image quotes, but at the same time, when they comment on your posts, then this sounds so simple to do, but not a lot of people do it, is just reply back to the comment, just saying thanks for your comment, uh, or like the comment. If you're getting lots and lots of comments, you can just go down. It takes about 20 seconds to like maybe 100 comments. Obviously, don't like the comments that are bad or whatever, just but like the comments that have actually taken the time. Um, the readers have taken the time to comment on a post. So that's the way you start engaging with your readers. And you'll find when you start engaging with, with your readers, the momentum, momentum will build quicker as well because other readers will start to see, oh, this author is actually down to earth and they're actually talking to the readers. And if you do that, from the very beginning, you'll be ahead of the game because most authors don't do that on Facebook. Uh-huh. And that's and that's one of the reasons my page is built up so quick. I try and answer every single comment, and sometimes there's maybe three, four, five hundred comments. So I either like the comment or reply to a comment and respond to every single message I get on Facebook page. Okay, and um, we we spoke about consistency, and also we spoke about you know just keeping doing it for a while because the results might not come up too soon. Uh, so um, let's say, I mean, what would you suggest? I mean, how how one can understand whether the results are not coming in because it's too early for now, or because he's doing something wrong? I mean, how to know whether you should keep on doing what you are doing if it's the right thing to do and it's just too soon to see the results or uh, you're just maybe not doing it um, the way you should you're not doing it right okay the, the thing to do from the very beginning is as i said annie is just check other people's pages and see what's working so if you've got an author in the same niche check check out their page and see what's working for them and then look at their strategy and kind of copy don't copy the images or anything that they're doing, but copy their strategy and find straight off the bat that things should actually be working exactly the same because you're, you're targeting the same niche and you're targeting the same kind of um, audience as well. But <clears throat> the thing to do is if you're advertising a couple of dollars per day and you're putting up the image quotes per day and you're doing it every single day and you're being consistent and it's not working, then you can start to try other things and see, for example, don't put up an image quote, put up a video of yourself talking about the book or put up a, an image of yourself, uh, sorry, a video of yourself just talking about your thoughts for the day or something. So you can try something different and you'll find what your readers respond to. But again, when you go into the insights on your Facebook page, you can tell what the engagement rate of a post is. So you really have to use your insights as well on the Facebook page to see what's working. And over a period of a month, you'll quickly find out what type of content is working for you. So a video might only get 3% engagement rate, an image quote might get 7% engagement rate, and an ordinary post might get maybe 10% engagement rate. A status update might get 10% engagement rate. So then you start to do more of what's working And you slowly build it up that way. When you see what's working, you do more of it. And then you do the insights again, see what's working the best, do more of it. 
and just keep working it that way. And it, it will eventually come, but a lot of people are going to give up before they get to the stage that's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's the same with absolutely everything. I mean, it's the same with, you know, self-publishing a book. It's the same with uh, keeping a blog and, you know, many other things. Because uh, very often you just, you know, you get discouraged with not seeing the results and give up. And maybe that is the point exactly when you were supposed to push harder. Exactly. Because it's the same as life. I mean, we've written about um, self-development for years and most people give up at the point of success of just maybe 5% more they could have pushed and they would have been successful, but they've been a failure because they've they've given up just 5% more they could have pushed and they'd have been successful. And that's what happens with everything, just like you say, it's everything in life. And they kind of give up at the point where they should have pushed just a little bit harder. Yeah, and that's when uh, maybe, I don't know, those are the stages where people need some encouragement and support from outside to just, you exactly. know, <laughs> some people to kind of push them harder and encourage them and tell them that they shouldn't give up, most probably. Yeah, and I think that's why, I don't know if you've got this as well, Annie, but you'll find that if you join like a mastermind group for writers, that's a really good way, specifically on Facebook, and that's a really good way of encouraging you and, and can encourage you not to give up and to keep going and keep pushing. So that's a good way of doing it as well. Yeah, exactly. And, um, uh, well, I mean, when I'm looking back, um, the reason I I kind of let my self-development blog go was because uh, at some point you have to choose between projects and, you know, because you can't do too many at the same time. So just like we said that one should concentrate on, on a certain, you know, just one or maximum two social media channels and, and master that first, uh, what if someone is doing several things and different things? Like, I mean, for example, um, there are many people who have a podcast and they have a blog and they have a written book, let's say, three different projects, not specifically related to each other. So when they start with their Facebook, uh, what do you suggest? Should they start with, you know, just uh, one project page first and master that and see how it happens and then move to the others? Or, you know, how should a person deal with different projects and and, uh, Facebook? I think it's um, splitting your time up, first of all, because it's really hard. And I've got this as well. I've got multiple kind of projects on the go. And I've tried I've tried the one whereby, okay, I'm going to do a bit of time for each of them mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the day. And it just doesn't work because you can't switch off in between doing projects. So what I find much better doing now is I'll have a Facebook day. I'll have a, a development day for the blog. I'll have a day for writing and recording guided meditations, uh, as well as do kind of other things at the end of the day, like check emails and things like that. But if you target one specific day for doing one specific task, then it works a lot better because your mind is focusing on that and that alone. And what you focus on more of, um, you actually get better at. But if you're trying to multitask, which is a misnomer anyway, you can't really multitask, it's impossible. But if you try and do it that way, you find your kind of head's all over the place and it doesn't really work. So just have one or even a block of time um, if you've got 10 hours for the day, just say, for the first five hours, I'm going to do a Facebook page for the podcast. For the next five hours, I'm going to switch up from the podcast page 
and I'm going to have the Facebook page for the the book. Uh, and then you could have another day whereby you're just doing the book alone, not doing any marketing because you've scheduled everything in Facebook anyway for a week ahead. So if you can split your time up that way in blocks of hours or in blocks of days, then you'll get on so... This is what I found anyway. I'm not going to say it's working for everybody, but you focus so much better if you've got a long stretch of time to focus on it rather than jumping between projects. It just, your head's all over the place. Yeah, I see. And um, also, I just recalled that there is this idea of 100 true fans. And once you get them, they kind of, they help a lot and you can leverage <laughs> that, uh, having people who will be promoting for you as well and kind of make things faster and easier. So um, what do you think about that? Um should one concentrate on on getting that that 100 fans and once you have them how are you supposed to engage and and oh, let's say you know work with them <laughs> right okay on facebook that this is a really this is a really easy way to do it because what you're doing on facebook you can engage with your readers and you'll find there's a, there's a few people who comment on every single post so you can you can actually, as soon as they comment, you reply back to them as quickly as possible. And maybe after a few months, if they've commented on every post and have shared a couple of your posts, you can write write them a message or you can write a specific Facebook post just saying, I'd like to thank the following 10 people and you specifically name them. So they feel good about themselves they'll become even bigger fans of yours because you're acknowledging them and just doing little things like that or even sending them a message just to say, listen, thanks very much for, for promoting my work, for everything that you do, for commenting, sharing and liking all my posts. I really appreciate it. So send them a quick message as well, which is more personal. And doing things like that is really, really good for building up that 100 true, true fans or the 1,000 true fans, or the 10,000 true fans. But if you engage with everybody, then that's when things really start to snowball. Now, that sounds, Annie, as if you're going to have a hell of a lot of conversations, but you're not going to get a 1,000 people talking to you all at the same time. It's only going to be a handful of people that really, really engage with your stuff, and that's the people you can focus on or give more attention to while still giving attention to your other readers as well. Yeah, and I think engagement is the key because uh, like that um, you can also, I mean, from practical point of view as well, because first of all, as a writer, you can get um, feedback from them and you can understand what what topics are more of an interest for them and what you can write about later on and second you won't be chasing better readers you can just select them and give them your free book in advance to see what they think about that and and get some feedback as well so it's kind of you know it's it's the best way to kind of create and engage your audience and know what to do next because they may help you a lot with planning your next steps exactly and that's a brilliant strategy as well given um, if you've got really really engaged fans so if you've got maybe 40 kind of diehard fans then you send them out a copy a personal copy a signed copy of your new book, just saying here is the advanced copy of the book, the art copy, uh, see what they think of it, and that way they become bigger fans. And then you could maybe invite them to um, an event just for those fans if they're in the same area. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, and just a personal talk. So you're talking about the book, and they become even bigger fans, and they they just kind of share every single thing that you do. And the more you build that fan base, the better you get at this as well. So you're right. Target those people, but don't forget about the other people coming in because you've always got new um, fans coming in as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think we spoke about the cost part and about how much money uh, one um, should spend at, at the beginning. So let's let's talk about the return on that investment. I know that you've been making uh, you know substantial amount of money every month coming from Facebook strategies. Uh, uh, what are those about? Are those from uh, sales of your product? Products advertised through Facebook and your page, or how does it work? Well, th- there's there's a lot of different ways to do, it. and uh, I've got a blog. But I've got um, three or four blogs just now that I kind of mainly work on. All the blogs have something called Google AdSense on them, and obviously you've heard of it, but a lot of your listeners might not have heard of it. It's basically advertising. Google advertising. Every time somebody clicks on an advert from Google, you'll get paid for it. So I've been sending traffic from Facebook to a blog post, and I do that twice per day. So I might make $4,500 per month just doing that, sending traffic from Facebook to the blog, and I get money from Google AdSense. So that's one income stream. Another income stream is whereby I'm putting, if a post goes viral, uh, I put a link on top of that viral post after it's it's started to go viral, and I'll do it to a free sign-up page to one of my products. So they get a free product and they get into my email list. So I might get 100 subscribers per day from using that method. Um, I also might do affiliate links as well using the same kind of technique, a viral method. And also whenever somebody goes over to my blog, I've got a pop-up giving them a free guided meditation and they'll again come onto my email list And if you've got the email list, you can start engaging with your readers more, but also selling more of your products. So there's lots of different kind of income streams coming in from Facebook, from Google, from your blog, and from your products as well. So it depends what you've got. But I would say the main thing to do is build up your email list. And I would start writing a blog as well. I don't know if you do this just for your books, Annie, but I would definitely do a blog as well, um, just about your writing experience or about development of your book or the de- self-development even, so, and try and make money from Google AdSense because every, every little helps. Yeah, exactly. And and when you were talking about Google AdSense, what, um, I mean, you, you mentioned $4,000 per month. Uh, what's the traffic volume we're talking about? I mean, uh, how many people should visit your website to to get that income and to get that kind of income i mean i'm getting um must i'm just looking at the stats just now and um, if you just bear with me in fact i know it's, it's kind of about two to three hundred thousand um per month and uh-huh. um, kind of over the last year now it's probably about four hundred thousand visits per month um for that kind of um money which doesn't sound a great deal but Basically, I'm putting two posts on um, Facebook or two post links on Facebook per day, and that's really all I'm doing. I'm not really doing much else, and I'm linking them to old blog posts. 
So I picked the top 30 blog posts uh, on my blog over the last eight, nine years, and I linked them to that. And that's got Google AdSense on it. And I know they're going to do well because that's the top 30 posts over the last 10 years or the last nine years or whatever. And so I know it's going to do well on Facebook. And I can repost it every two weeks because I'm getting maybe 30,000 new likes um, every two weeks or so. So I can repost it again. And those 30,000 new likes, I've not seen it before. So they'll click over to the blog and make more money from AdSense. And it just keeps on going up and up and up. But obviously, you've got to build a big following for that kind of money to happen. But even if you're getting $60 per month from Google AdSense, say, on your blog or your website, then that $60 pays for the advertising on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the more Facebook likes you get, the more blog post links you're going to get to your website, and the more money you can spend on advertising or spend on doing events or promotions or things like that. So just invest, why do invest 50% back into the business or 50% back into advertising and the, the income streams build up that way and it builds momentum and you get more and more and more every month. Okay, so let's let's try, try to imagine the time um, element here. Uh, how much time are you spending on, on this strategy? How much time does it take for you? For Facebook, uh, I've now... I've just started in the last three months. I've just started getting some. I write the quotes myself, so I'm branding myself as an author, a writer, and I write my own quotes. Um, so I write the quotes, and I now pass it over to somebody that a freelancer that I have, and she she does really really well. Her name's Anna as well, mm-hmm. and she does the images for me. So I kind of trained her at the beginning to say this is the type of image I want. This is what the the font should be, what it should look like. And she now does all my image quotes. And I schedule them myself because I don't I don't like anybody else going into my Facebook page, being the admin mm-hmm. and scheduling them because Facebook they kind of discourage that in a way by not putting your as high up in the newsfeed of your readers if you've got an admin worker working for you. I don't know why. Oh interesting. I, I don't know if that's hundred percent true, Annie, but I found that over the last couple of years and when I've been managing other people's pages, that's certainly the case as well. So it's not well documented, but it definitely is the case. I don't think you go higher up in the newsfeed and you don't get as much reach if you're using an admin for your Facebook page. So, um, yeah, so I'm spending about maybe two hours per day and what I tend to do is spend an hour maybe in the morning replying to comments that have happened overnight or responding to messages. And then maybe half an hour in the afternoon and maybe half an hour to an hour again in the late evening. Um, so I'm spending about two hours. But that two hours per day is bringing in a lot of um, residual income for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, the that amount uh, compared to two hours per day, it's, it's quite a nice hourly rate, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. If you can get 100 to $200 an hour, just kind of doing stuff like that. Obviously, I need to take time to build that up. But if you're getting that, then you don't mind spending that much time on Facebook. Okay, so uh, uh, can we say that you're concentrating on Facebook uh, exclusively or do you use any other social media as well? Um, well, I'm not saying I've mastered Facebook, but I've kind of, I'm 90% there. I know I know what's going to work. I know what's not going to work. And it's 
I'm being a lot quicker with the Facebook stuff as well. So I'm going to target Twitter next, um, and I'll study that for about a month or two, find out what's working, and maybe start doing image quotes on Twitter as well, or just um, do status updates for my own quotes as well and try and brand myself that way, which is what other people can do as well. Uh, Anybody can do this and just find out what works. But Twitter is a different animal. Um, So I'm going to have to study it and see what's working, see what other people are doing, see what strategies they're using, and find out how I can maximise the benefits of Twitter as well. Now that I've mastered Facebook, and then I'll go on to Google+, and Pinterest after that. Okay, I see. So before we wrap up, uh, you mentioned briefly in the very beginning that you have a special training where you teach all all the details of what you know about Facebook and how to use it and how to be successful with with it. Uh, maybe you can um, mention where they can find it. Yeah, they can go to. I mean, it's just a site that's just kind of recently went live because I was getting so many messages about um, my Facebook strategy. So I had to build a kind of quick um, course around it, and it only lasts about three or four hours. But you can get it at www.yourfbchallenge.com. So that's www.yourfb for facebookchallenge.com. And you can see um, a video there of what's working for other people because I've got a couple of authors in my as students in my group just now as well and it's working out really well for them and so you can see a video of them talking about that and me kind of um, showing you my results as well so you can watch the video for free and then decide if you like it or not if not if it's not for you that's cool Um, but hopefully you can learn a lot um, as well just from the video and from kind of looking at other people's pages as well Mm -hmm. okay well Thank you so much for the interview. I think we covered kind of the basics for the very beginning. And and then if, if people need more information or, you know, deeper knowledge after trying a few things, then they can refer to your training, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Or they can message me. I'm, not, I'm open to kind of giving a few um, hints and tips. If you, if you want to message me as well, I'm, I'm open to that. That's fine. Okay. But thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. It's, uh, Annie, it's been a pleasure being on your show. Thank you. Well, it seems like that was it for today. A reminder once again, as I already told in the beginning, the Author Marketing Live is a virtual conference which will take place at the end of January. You can grab a ticket to the event for only $99 if you use the coupon code Annie, A-N-I, during checkout. That's $49 off the regular ticket price. Just visit www.authormarketinglive.com to register. As to those who might be interested in Stephen Atchison's products, the links to those are in the show notes at www.annealexander.com slash 66. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the interview and found it useful. And I hope that now you won't view Facebook just like a social media for personal communication purposes, but also you can have a look and um, try to use Facebook as mean of growing your audience, finding your le- readers and making money as well. Well, as always, keep writing, enjoy the process and hopefully I will see great results from you very soon.